You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today we're talking about books that were turned into movies and the good ones and the bad ones. Oh yeah, we're like ready to spill the tea, which is super funny because we like brought it up on Instagram and received like a like a giant barrage barrage of messages of people just being like, "Oh no, this book was yep. horrible," and the movie made it better or whatever. So we're we're grabbing some stuff from you guys that yeah. you guys shared, but also things that we op- we have opinions on. Especially Anna, who believes that the Hobbit movie was way better. Than I like take that as known fact though. I'm like, hmm, there's nobody out there who disagrees with me right it's a universal fact like you know what is that from like Jane Austen that like universally acquired or whatever like (laughs) okay so um also but we have like a bunch of things so we have a long list of books that like we do that we loved and then we also have a small version of books that books movies that we hated so what should we say the worst the worst what should we start with um uh do you want to start with to all the boys because i know that the third movie to that book just came out yes i haven't seen that one yet i haven't either we've been like waiting to watch it so we can watch it together yes and we just haven't done it yet we're ready for it okay so let's start off with i love to all the boys before when i when i like saw it come up on netflix i was like oh my gosh like canceled all my plans <laughs> and tanner comes home to me like well i had just started it and he was like what's this what's this dumb romantic movie and i was like it's to all the boys and then all of a sudden like tanner's butt was on that couch and he was sucked into the romance that is peter kavinsky he was mm-hmm. into it not into peter kavinsky but definitely into the story he was like oh my gosh also like the aesthetic like the the nods to Wes Anderson in that in that whole thing when like they like put food down or like when she jumps off the roof I was like so excited yeah but have you read the book I read it when I was in high school so it's been a while okay I read the book after I watched the movie so there's a lot of similarities but in the book they talk about how she how her mom died and it has forever scarred me for like the rest of my life Oh my gosh, really? How, yeah, so I bet they probably don't get into it as much in the movie because I just remember her talking about her mom and then just mostly her culture. It's not like that she died in, in like, she, I'm gonna now scar all of you. Um, So like she cleaned the floor and she just describes the fact that like she made the, the kitchen smell like lemon and like, and then she slipped on the fresh clean floor and hit her head and what? then like went to sleep and never woke up or no no no, like fell asleep or like something like that like she like and then she died like that was how she. that's not how it happens in the movie is it she just they just said that she died they don't say anything specific whoa that's horrifying yeah so I like was literally scarred for life (laughs) so now I'm like like literally four days ago I was like Tanner if I die of a brain aneurysm I just need you to know these things like (laughs) be specific I just remember for a long time it was like weirdly a fear of mine that I would just have an aneurysm and die and, but, and like, not even that, like, I would die. I'd be like, my family would be so unprepared. Like, don't know where that came from, but. <laughs> no, I, like, the first, like, six months of my marriage, I thought that, like, I was cursed to have my husband die for some reason. So every time he'd go to work, I'd be like, but Tanner, for some reason, would always say weird cryptic things. He's like, I keep falling asleep whenever I drive. And, and he had to drive, like, an hour, and I would just be like, oh my he's gosh. dying. 
he's gonna die and then I knew it's someone happening. who's like her whose husband she was only married for like three months and her husband died like while they were boating or something and like I thought that was gonna be me for some That's reason so scary because you know what everyone says it's like there's only like a five percent chance of it ever happening but I'm like people have to feel that five percent the five percent comes from somewhere and this is gonna come from me that's like <laughs> yes but now I'm like at this point where like I have like this philosophy in my life of like just to live as loud and proud and out as much as I can so that like if I did die tomorrow like I will have accomplished all the things that I was meant to exactly love that this is turning into like an inspirational like live life to the fullest do what you can moment by moment you never know this is a romantic movie and we are just talking about death. <laughs> Clearly, we are not the target audience because we just nope. went full mom life. We didn't even talk about them. We just talked about that. No, okay, back to Laura Jean. First off, Laura Jean's outfits were like, mm, prom- like I loved it. So cute. Yes, and I loved the second one too. And ooh, what's his face? The one that plays John Ambrose, like he can get it. Not like, yeah. I'm not like attracted to this like man that's younger than me. I mean like his musical playing when he's like really moody and they have this fight. He's like talking to her and he's like playing the piano Super and just something like sing, sing to her. Like I wanted it so badly. <laughs> you want to turn into a musical? <laughs> like sing dog Ambrose, sing it. How do you really feel? Tell her, right. tell her with your words and with your voice. I just, did you go? Oh, did you read the second, like did you read the whole series? I didn't read the third one, but I read the first one. I haven't, I haven't read the whole series. I just read the first one. But I'm wondering if there's like the kiss happen that happens in the second movie. Does it happen in the book like the way, the same they way? They do kiss after they're all broken up. So like no one's cheating on anyone. Okay. But Good. I loved it. I just realized we didn't write vampire diaries into our books to movies. Yeah, we did. We did. <gasps> no, we didn't. We wrote Vampire Academy. And did you read Vampire Diaries? Uh, yeah, girl. I read the I read it too. And like, it's so different. Yeah. For better or for worse. First off, I watched a two and a half hour. This girl <laughs> spent two and a half hours of her life. Like she went through the entire series and how they related to the books and stuff like that. And, and she put it on YouTube. And not only like, am I impressed that she did it, but there was a, a, like over 150,000 of us that watched this entire Ugh. documentary and even commented on it. Like, I don't even know I like, how I ended up getting I kind of want to watch it too. I'm like, send me, send me the link. Girl, I'll send you that link. But she talks about how um, uh, LJ Smith, I think that's her name that mm-hmm. wrote it, um, that like she ended up getting cut out and they have had ghostwriters write future books for her whoa yeah so it's like she wrote the series and stuff like that but then um I wonder why let me just see LJ Smith because I remember like some of the major differences and I'm like I don't regret any of the changes they did but just some of the major changes they did was that Elena was br- like brunette she's a brunette yeah. I think Bonnie was supposed to be overweight Am I Caroline was supposed to be the mean girl yeah, like Caroline that? was never turned into the friend. She always was the Now only. she's like the best character that we all well, oh, no, I Bonnie was Caroline. always the best. Bonnie was always the best, but it was well, and then Damon and Stefan were like vampires from like the Renaissance era. They were like Italian. Yeah. They weren't from the Civil War era. Wow. The series Because was- that's how Car- or that's how is it Caroline? Not Caroline. I was obsessed. What with is the name Elena. of the doppelganger? That's also Catherine. Catherine. I could dedicate hours to talk about the Vampire Diaries. That is my go-to show. Some people have Grey's Anatomy. I am a Vampire Diaries girl. Oh, I love through and through. Um, I didn't know this. So the series was originally published in 1991 to 1992, and it revolves around Stefan Salvatore and Elena Gilbert. And I think that 
However, the last book in the original series is from Bonnie's viewpoint. Oh. Um, and then she and wrote her book series in 2009. I read that series. Multiple trilogies. And then the trilogy after the turn trilogy, The Hunters, was written by a ghostwriter. In fact, oh, this is what happened. Smith signed a work for hire contract back when she had written. <laughs> People were like, let's talk about books and movies. And I'm like, let's actually dive into LJ Smith's publishing history. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Really I remember what this was. Because it was in the documentary. Guys, this documentary was so good. I don't know how, but like I literally enjoyed the two and a half hour experience. It was great. She had like post-it cards and she was like, where's, oh, I had a card for Bonnie. And then she's talking about like the racism book. She lifts up the post-it note and then there's like right under... But under the racism card, there's like the note card that said Bonnie on it. And she was like, oh, weird. That would be there. And like, I was just sitting there like. I need to watch this. I need to watch it. Also, like, it was so funny. But okay. So, but I just remember in the other, in the actual series, like, first off, there was like 17,000 different like ghosts and beings. Yeah. And, also, and Elena us- gets this like weird power. Doesn't she also go to the spirit world for like a little yeah. bit? Like a whole book, I think. Because I feel like Caroline and, or no, not Caroline, because it was another character. It was like Bonnie and then her other friend. There that, was another character. And her brother doesn't exist in the books. No, not at all. But yeah, wow. so, but basically Smith was supposed to in the 90s. She just wrote these books as a work for hire. So basically a publishing company had con- had contacted ghostwriters and had her, ha- asked them to write a book about like a vampire love story. This was before Twilight, all that stuff. And then she wrote it and then they became very successful. And then, then she didn't want to write, she wanted them to do different things. And so- She wrote the series The Witches something, right? Yeah, she's written a lot, but she said in 2014 that she would be continuing to write her version of the Vampire Diaries before she was fired for Alloy. Smith would continue to write her books on Amazon Kindle as fan fiction and not as part of the series. And so she finished that up. But I just want to know, and I guess, oh, they have those things. This is a whole, we need to dedicate a whole episode to this. But basically, the Vampire Diaries series was absolutely incredible. I did read the Vampire Diaries book series and I did fly through them, but it was, you definitely have to like not have a concept on laws of magic or like, like at any point someone could just be a different being and or like they meet a different being and that's just what happens so yeah holy cow i'm looking at her goodreads and she has so many vampires i diaries. almost just like dove into that wikipedia page so hard and i was like i don't think our audience wants this no nope. <laughs> pull back pull back pull back yeah so i was like okay another time another time but i like think we should totally dedicate an, an entire episode so to talk about vampire diaries like anna are you damon or stefan who are you uh book wise i'm team stefan uh show wise team damon 100 okay what are um, you so there is a part of my heart that just will always be team stefan because i married like the stefan yeah i dated the damons and they were bad they were bad for me now and obviously in the series damon gets like a character arc that makes him better but like stefan- he does get a character arc but like the some of the things he does i'm like try as you might they're irredeemable also, I feel like in a realistic like world, I wouldn't, there are things you can't come back from. And no. I just, and a lot of the things he, like, especially when it's like the second to last se- uh, season and he's like staying, or Elena is sleeping in the coffin so she can wake up later. Oh yeah. Like, under the spell. Wait, I don't like, know that yet. Wait, wait, stop. Oh. Stop. I haven't finished the last okay. season. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, 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 never mind. I thought you just- 
sitting here talking about how obsessed you're with Vampire Diaries. I am. I've like I've been watching, but the thing is, okay, so like in high school, and so funny because um the girl that I used to like, we would pass, we would write notes and recap if we missed an episode to each other, and um so like I would watch it in high school, and then about like my second year of college, I just got too busy to finish it, so I I've been picking it up now and watching it like obsessively. So I watched the whole fifth season, which was just like really crappy. Just the fifth and sixth, I was like, Ugh. but like this, it gets season, rough is pretty good so I'm about to finish like I know that at the end of this episode or at the end of this season she's gonna go into like go to the eternal sleep because I read spoilers okay. Bobby. but like okay. the next season I don't even know what's coming okay I won't spoil it then for you I also weirdly remember like the only word for word things I remember from the books is when in the books it's the first one Elena is visiting Stefan's house and she's like looking up at the rafters and there's like bats flying and he's like and her neck looked like perfectly pierceable like and I was like oh my gosh maybe that's why I remember it because I was like what the heck oh my gosh I really love the first season of Vampire Diaries it's honestly the most perfect it's really good yeah I'm trying to watch Legacies right now which is like their spinoff and it's so cringy I don't want to be a teenager again if that's what it's like being a teenager again I don't want to be it's cringy the second season started and I just don't know if I can get into it I just don't like the main characters. Like they're well, very Hope annoying. just needs to have more flaws. She's an end all be all character. She can do everything. So I'm like, she just needs to be able to not do everything. And her like flaw is that she just gets too involved. Mm-hmm. Or she cares too much. I'm like, what are she you? She cares like, too much. Not? And she like, she fixes things too fast. And I'm like, no, like you need a real flaw. Like the twins. I'm obsessed with the twins. Yeah. Except sometimes they annoy the crap out of me. Like I could not be friends with them in real life. They have good character arcs, except for- I've only watched of. the first three episodes. Oh, okay, so yeah. So Think there's more? Okay. Yeah. So I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one we have is Jane Austen Everything. What have you watched so far that you've liked from Jane Austen? Um, I really love, I mean, I'm a sucker for Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Can we ever talk about it too much? When you say no. Pride and Prejudice, like the, the movie soundtrack just goes like off in my head. Oh, I have I have the sheet music for it. And like the first one, The Awakening, where it's like, and it like goes off and it's like obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay, like the cinematography, just like being a videographer myself yeah. and like, studying that in college, like that scene was incredible. Like the opening mm-hmm. scene where it just like pans. And I'm just like, that was a one take shot. And they just did it beautifully. Like it was so... Oh, yeah and then the scenes in them like when they're like in nature in the meadows like they just took their it time. is so pretty but I love the eight hours like the full eight hours Tanner was like what are you doing today what are you doing this week and I was like watching it is good it captures picture. the book like perfectly yes and also can I say like this is weird have you ever seen the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies movie yes girl with Lily James heck yes, yes. their fight scene so there's a fight scene when it's so graphic <laughs> Darcy oh it's so graphic but the fight scene when Darcy is like confessing his feelings for Elizabeth and he's like will you marry me and like instead of being like she delivers the monologue like true to how it is but they have this like crazy fight scene and she's like just throwing books at him and it's like I say we're like it's the same situation with the vampire diaries where I watched like a deep dive and that like how they did the fight scene and why it worked so well and it was like so cool to see oh my gosh I totally want to see that my favorite version like anywhere of how they do it Okay, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, we should need to watch we should it. do like a recap of it where we like watch the scene and react to it because that sounds awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, I also love Northanger Abbey because the headband st- game is really strong mm-hmm. in like the 2008 um, BBC masterpiece, Northanger Abbey. 
that's what I would do in high school. Like, um, on a lit Friday night, I would like throw on a, I would like go on YouTube and find bootlegged versions of PBS, BBC. Like, mm, that's you're living, how I. You're living life on the edge, Celine. Fifteen-year-old me was so cool. I loved it. No, I, I loved a good uh, docu, a good. To be fair, I just admitted openly that I watched a documentary about vampire diaries for like that was two, two hours, hours on a solid, like <laughs> once again on a weekend night. Like, who am I? I so love funny. it. I'm not mad about it. Honestly, yeah. my life is great. Own it. I lit, I like candles. I do a face mask. It's right? Great. It honestly sounds fascinating. I'm like, send it to me. I want I'll watch it with it. you. I'll watch it again. I will <laughs> literally watch it again. <laughs> Um, so, but I just feel like Jane Austen, like for someone to pick up that, like they do get, I also love, absolutely love importance of being earnest. The one with Reese Witherspoon, Mm y'all need to watch it immediately. It's so freaking good. We did, we talked about it in the old books that y'all that are yeah. cool or whatever and like I loved that episode or that movie. It's so funny and so good. And they just really brought the script to life. So if you struggle with like if you struggle with reading books like that literature in that time period, I think it's really cool. To, it brings it to life. And then I've watched every single Emma adaption ever, whether it's like Clueless or like, like the, I love Emma, like that entire really? series. Have you seen the latest one that series. they've done? What one? Oh, the one. Yes. I checked it out from the library. It's overdue currently right now. It's sitting on my, <laughs> like, I need to watch I was going to, I started watching it and then I think there was a scene where like she lifted her skirts up and you just saw her butt and I was like maybe I'm gonna watch this later not because I think it's like explicit or anything I was just like I just have to be in the right mood and I'm like I don't know if I'm in the right mood I'm so confused why Emma would do that like as a character I don't know if it was Emma but it was some character who like it's in like the Regency time period right I'm pretty sure I'm talking about the same movie yeah so it's like true to how you dress and stuff but she like lifted her skirt up here I'm gonna like stand back so and like show you sorry you're like not only we're gonna go past this we're gonna get graphic let's do this show me your booty she like just hikes your skirt up and like holds it like this you just like see her whole butt and you're like okay (laughs) you're like "Mm, great classic but no I loved Clueless's adaption of Emma it was the Clueless is one of my favorite movies to this day yeah but in and of itself it's just a good movie period so I have like mixed feelings on Jane Eyre. To be fair, I've never actually been able to sit through the movie adaption of Jane Eyre. I've only been able to read the book, which is so funny because the the book is like a thousand times longer, but yeah, I was listening to the audiobook of, uh, Court of Thorns and Roses, the third one, which I need to get the name of. And I've been reading them so quickly. I don't even know what they're called. I'm like the the next one, the third (laughs) one, but it goes, um, my, what is it? Adobe, not Adobe. Audible was like 25 hours and nine minutes left. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Give me 25 hours and nine minutes. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize the commitment that books Mm -hmm. have. Everyone's like, how do you have time to read? I was like, I don't do anything else. I just read all the time. Yep. Okay. What did you think of Anne of Green Gables? Like all of them. What was your face? Okay. So I think we've talked about this before, like a lot, especially Anne with an E. Mm -hmm. How I like, I haven't really read I haven't read Anne from Gibbles, but I liked somewhat Anne with an E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but we talked about that before. That yeah. Me. I just, like, I can't, because she's too similar to my personality. So I, like, watch it, and I'm like, yeah. that was, like, at 10. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. So, like, I, unfortunately, but I loved reading the books because I could empathize with the character, and yeah. I can skip ahead. Um, But I loved the miniseries that was, like, in the 90s, like, Gilbert Blythe. Mm. I would die for him. To this day, he's dead now. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> but I love him, and I love that series. Yeah. It's about little women. 
Um, same. Honestly, I like this is not an interesting part, but I'm like, I think we've talked about this too. Crap. I talk about this. I think it's because these are like my favorites. This yeah. is my comfort stuff. What about did we talk about Ella Enchanted? I haven't read Ella Enchanted. We could talk about the Hunger Games though. Oh yes, go girl. Just I remember so it's I read the book so long ago and then the movies came out so long ago that like the only thing I really remember being different was that like you got a better sense of who Katniss was like at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Because you're with her as she's hunting and like how she can perfectly shoot the arrow through the squirrel's eye to like salvage the whole body. Like just how like necessity she like has to rely on these survival skills. And then I just remember her getting the pin from the mayor's daughter, not picking it up at like a just weird shot. Oh yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. I just think like the Hunger Games. So one thing that I think was hard, like growing up with, because when we came, when we were growing up, the movies were actually physically coming out and it would take like yeah. three years between them. And I never watched them back to back to back. So I would go to the movies yeah, and I would I watch either. like the two hours and I would be like, where did this start? Where did this end? And then it wouldn't ever end because like, uh, like it took, over, took place over the course of like six yeah. to eight years of my life. So I feel like, I think that Jen, like I was impressed with how the character, how the author, not the other, how the characters were played out. I thought it was really cool to see the world. But I have to say my first reaction when I was watching the Hunger Games was like, holy crap, they're killing a lot of children. Like, I know that sounds really stupid, but like, I didn't realize when yeah, you're reading you know. the book, like you're like, I'm reading and I'm like, and then this kid died and this kind of, but like in the movie you realize, oh my gosh, they're like actually killing children. Like seeing little yeah. kids, like literally like kill being killed in the first like 30 seconds. And especially like in a square, because you don't really see like the evilness of this I don't want to say soldiers or like the police guys that are working, but like the guys that work for the government in the square, yeah. like are so horrible. You yeah. see like most of that in the book than you do them, which is normal. For and I think it, yeah. And it was really powerful to see the way that is, but I can say like, I really have a lot of respect for the authors and the creators of the mm -hmm. movies because you can tell that they really cared a lot about the books. They put a lot of time into doing it. I have to say the last movie too, I, it was so hard. Like, I think reading the books, I didn't realize how much graphic devastation was happening. Yeah. Because I remember sitting in the theater and being like, holy freaking crap. Like when the thing is like filling up with that black smuck or whatever. Yeah. I was like freaking out in the movie. I like, I did not realize how much these people go through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The last movie came out when I was married to Tanner. Whoa, I that's wild. Yeah. That was weird. I don't even, so does the bomb in the third book is in the third movie, right? Maybe. Are you talking about which bomb? There's multiple. Are you doing the one? Gail's bomb. Oh, that's like the last 15 minutes of that movie, basically. Yeah, that helps me actually get clarification right? on what actually happened. And I think they gave us an epilogue that I needed to visually see, which I appreciate. Yeah. But no, that bomb happened like right at the end. And I was like, yeah. What? Well, that's how it happens in the books. Like the bomb drops. I won't say who we lost. I mean, in case anyone, I think I listen, said it. I, I think I just said it, but it's fine. Okay. Um. Anyways, but and then you like the bomb drops, and then like boom, epilogue, and it's like I'm still have PTSD, and you I, have five kids now. I have never <laughs> like, financially recovered from this. <laughs> you know, no. like that's like where it's like we'll never. I have never emotionally recovered from Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. I'm broken forever. I don't even know. Yeah. But yeah. Dang. Okay. Anyways. I have opinions about the Maze Runner series though. Oh, perfect. I do too. I haven't actually seen the last ones. I think that the Maze Runner books sucked. 
get that James Dashner. Sad. You have the thing is, is they're not a typical YA book, and in, in the no, terms because of like writes, that girls would read. He writes stick figures for girls. I'm just saying, and none of his little things make sense, and they don't have any like explanation for like 80 percent of the stuff. And yeah, he can write a fast placed book though. I was like running. Yeah, in there. there's always action. I like. Okay, let's do differences. Um, spoilers for the Maze Runner. Especially in the first book, they keep the half like dead body. Do you remember that? And like the shed shack place is like a reminder to like don't get too curious. You know, like this is what happens when you try to go outside the bounds of yeah. like, the world we know. Mm-hmm. That was super gruesome to me. And then I think there's a scene at the end of the first book or the beginning of the second where they're like in this dark like maze building like, and they have no light, and it's like those weird balls are like coming from everywhere and they kill like eight of the kids that are with them. Do you remember that? that yeah. Like, it happens way more in the book, but like he kills a lot of characters off. Oh, he does. But can I just say though, like the movies, I think rounded out the book so much. Oh, Dylan O'Brien was like chef's yeah, kid. I just want to say like, I think I like the movie. Is his name Thomas? Who's the yeah. guy? Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, because spoilers, because spoilers. <laughs> But no, and I think like I've read the books very thoroughly and I was like so confused. By the end, I was like, why is this person? Did they ever finish the series, the movies? Like, did they give it closure? Uh, did they do the death cure? I, I did what I typically do. I never finished past the second book and then I never watched the second movie. Trademark <laughs> because it, Anna. Like, again, I, <laughs> I know. I just couldn't get into it. I just, it was hard. Oh, like, girl, your time book. is precious. I get it, girl. Mm-hmm. I get it. So basically, guys, if you get, if Anna says that she read the entire series, you know that this thing You know it's good. <laughs> because in the second books, don't you remember that it ends up coming out? I don't even remember if they put this in the movies. That they had the same experiment going with a group of girls? Yes. It's Wild. crazy. I And you don't, like, you don't ever really like the thought that I would, oh, you do. Oh. <laughs> if you keep reading, you do. If I would have kept reading, I would have known that. No, I think that the way that the books ended was so stupid and confusing, and I was livid. Like, I read that, and I was like, because I was like, oh, this is going to make a sense. That's why he's making us build this con- this conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all going to come through. We're going to have this explanation. And then I read, I finished the series, and I was like, this was severely disappointing. And then mm-hmm. he had to write a yeah. prequel to explain the stuff because he didn't finish it in his first book, in his last book. So all of us were like, what is happening? That's and how they you gave know. No closure. And I was like, ugh. And also, the way that his relationships, like the main character guy and the girls is like such a typical dude dude thing where like the girl shows up and he's like you're cute and she's like yep and then they make out and then like 10 minutes later so she like has some form of either there's like two or three girls and I think mm-hmm. there's two girls in this she either has an ulterior motive or she's tricking him or she's actually has to sacrifice like she's just like a plot device which I love that about Sarah J Moss's books that we're reading right now is that none of them are plot devices. None of the- yeah. And I'm like, just to mirror that I'm reading the Demon King series right now. And I think it's just a style of older books, mm-hmm. like the way that they wrote romance in, in YAs, because I'm like, I'm having that trouble where like the main character is like, yeah. And then I went and I kissed this girl for a little bit. And then we went off to the Creek and I kissed her for a little bit. And I'm like, can I actually get like romance, please? Can I get like yeah. something and but then she's not even a, a main character she goes away so i'm like can we get a girl character who like means something like can we get a real relationship yes here, we have that with um i think it's hard that's why i think i have a hard time reading books with either written by male care by like male writers which i have seen good books like i mm-hmm. love the book thief by marcus suzak like that was great 
but I also, or like ones where the males are the lead because they look at relationships so much differently than girls do. And girls, like for us, like I could care less if there's, if like they do it, I don't care. But if they have like a long conversation, I care. And once, yeah, exactly. I will say Rick Riordan, he does a good job with his writing that way. Like, especially in that first Percy Jackson series and then his Heroes of Olympus series Mm -hmm. where you've got like all the perspectives of these characters. Like he does a good job, like not making you be like, you're you're not thinking about the fact that who he is as a writer that why he writes that way it's just good writing he has a good writing I remember I like ate up like the Percy Jackson series it was so good, so for, good. I don't we think I even... read the last three books or something oh. I think they weren't out yet because I was reading the Heroes of Olympus things and I was like oh crap he died who died oh what oh, yeah, was... you probably haven't finished the last like there's five books all together in the first series I think I read the first four or something because I like oh yeah. girl the fifth book and because Rick Riordan, also it's because they're kids. Like it starts when they're Harry Potter's age. So like they're, they're like 11 or 12. And so then you grow with them. And by the fifth book, they're like, I don't know, 16 or 17. And so then you like finally get a really satisfying like kiss scene between these characters. And it's like been building up for five I didn't get books. that. So obviously. You didn't get I'm it. You need to go back it. and read it. It's so sweet. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about The Hobbit? You just got to show your, I think you talked about this, but I just want you to say. I did talk about it a little bit before, but I genuinely think if there is one person out there who has read The Hobbit and thinks that the book is better than the movies, hit up my DMs. Let us know, because I genuinely think that this is a case where the movies were better than the books Yeah. because his writing is so boring. Mm -hmm. Literally how he writes is he's, is, um, okay, so. And then we were riding to the field and then I was hungry. So I reached into my bag and I put something in my mouth and then we slept for the night. And then I noticed that people were looking at me kind of weird and it's probably because I'm a hobbit, but that's okay because I'm a hobbit. And then we kept traveling for longer. And it's like, you never, you're never like, um, he's never reflecting on how he's feeling or reflecting on like oh. the consequences of the things he's doing okay. or it's like, I just, it's very like, the hobbit movie was beautiful, what happened. Though. It was beautiful. Yeah, the movies were great. Love the movies. I love it. Yeah. Um, I would say, okay, let's go through. Um, I know we have, okay, so these are just things that people have said. So we, we opened up mm-hmm. our Instagram DM, so let's give it there. So we had someone say that The Longest Ride was super good. So if you guys like the book, you'll like the movie. Discovery of Witches, oh. I've heard, is super, super good. I, like, read the first 20 pages of discovery of witches and then i got distracted by like 17 other books so i haven't yet Bro, same. okay <laughs> i like got it because everyone's like read discovery of witches but like i think i just need to be in a mm-hmm. zone to do it it was just slower paced and so currently she's and also i think it's because it's adult lit and it like, is she's like i just don't <laughs> i don't connect with people my own age come on no and it starts off and she's like 35 and she's like i'm i have like an md and i'm studying in the library and i'm like nope can't relate you, you're not in high school you're not like late <laughs> to football practice can't relate sorry <laughs> you're not a dystopian girl who's trying to fend for her family and their <laughs> yeah. dad is drunk or something come on <laughs> um but i am excited i think we just got to stick it out because like a core of thorns and roses like taught me that like the book community knows what they're talking about honestly yeah i like I gotta, trust them i gotta give them that yeah Okay, um, I've like watched the first four episodes of Outlander and it's really good so far. So I'm excited. I also watched that with Vid Angel so that no one judges me. I didn't see anybody's sex <laughs> scenes. I just watched it 
which gosh. Please I like, don't worry, I didn't see anyone's nipples. Yeah, no nipples were seen. <laughs> Can we say that? <laughs> no, I have to mark this as explicit. <laughs> um, but someone said that P.S. I Love You is very, very different than the book. Oh, really? They have like the same character. I was obsessed with that movie a couple years ago to the point where I like watched it once every like two weeks. Okay. Um, I'm going to save Harry Potter for the, like the last discussion. Yeah. I feel like that will be good. So we have to go into the ones that we hated. Oh, Aragon. I'll just start right now <laughs> because I really liked the series and it's one of those things where like you either love it or hate it because there's so much traveling, but it, it's not something that ever bothered me. Um, I really liked the series and then the movie came out and oh my gosh, it was so bad. Build a tea. I think partially why it was so bad was just because the the actor they cast, I don't know, like he never felt authentic. Like I never was like, oh, this is Aragon. Like I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder how he acted out that scene. Like the way he chose to do this scene was weird. The way he chose to do that, like, I, you know how like you never just really get pulled into the movie. And yeah. then just like, it was kind of in the era where like they were trying out more CGI stuff. And so like, it didn't look great. And then yeah. they like, I mean, the world building is immense. It's really big. And so they had to cut a lot of that out in order to fit it into a feature length film. And so it just, oof, it was bad. It was bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, one movie that I did like that I just feel like that came from book is I Love the Martian, which is like the, it's such a good Oh, never seen it, never even read it. Matt Damon is the main character. And it's like the one movie that Tanner and I can like both agree on because it's got, amazing character development but it's about a guy that gets up on mars like his yeah he has to survive for 550 days on mars like he has to like survive like with yeah that's left over on a space shuttle it's a crazy it's crazy like how he deals with isolation and Mm -hmm. how he communicates and like he's so smart anyways but yeah aragon back to aragon i i haven't read the books or series or seen anything No, they're really good i mean they're written by actually i think they were written by like a 15 year old high school like homeschool dude and he like randomly got published yeah that's really exciting good for him but like it was written by a dude so don't expect any romance I'm gonna put that out there right now mm, we love it we love it kept, I kept waiting for it and never came and I was like oh no I like I have to read the most romantic YA book I can possibly find after finishing the series <laughs> you deserve it Anna sometimes Anna and I will do that if we have to like get through a book that we don't love mm-hmm. we'll be like after this you get to just, you get to spoil yourself like you get to spoil yourself yeah oh another thing I remember too is that um so the way so his in Aragon um so Aragon is the main character of the guy and his dragon that he finds and uh-huh. she hatches. Her name's Seraphina. Yeah. And the way that they communicate is like through telepathy. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't exact, like you couldn't get a feel for the relationship in the movie because that's the way they communicate. Like oh. it's, it's hard to translate things off of the page. That's, you know, true. in fact, there is books and I have like a list of books that I feel should not become movies because mm-hmm. I couldn't. I, it's I too much like, um, like narration and in, in the character or like the main character's head that that's yeah, hard to like, like there are things i don't want to see come to place so like i'm scared in fact mm-hmm. like shadow and bone is coming out which i have like written down for the future but like for us to talk about but like i was so impressed with how they did the wall have you yeah. seen the trailer like yes I was like, oh my oh. gosh it looks amazing yeah i thought it looked super good i'm excited to see how they do the cgi because i know it's super hard but i trust them because it's netflix like they have a book yeah i think i trust them too i'm really curious to see how they're gonna do like the crows it like yeah, the six of crows 
because I remember reading something that says she's doing more of like a prequel to who the characters are before they like the six come together and so I'm like I hope that she does them justice the dynamic I know you're a huge Lucy Crows fan and I'm a huge Mm -hmm. Shadow fan yeah I feel like I'm I'm glad that they have such a diversity in the cast of characters but I'm interested I'm I don't know I, I Tanner was watching he was like isn't the shows that you watch the dudes are super hot and I was like they they are they are they, this one not as much but it's fine because what's not what's weird is maybe we just don't this. know because we just don't know the area but like it's supposed to be set in like a um Russian type of oh land God. yeah it's a Russian fairy tale and so I always I'm pictured telling. Alina like with just like dull brown hair just like looking plain that's who she yeah. is Which and I'm like her character in- is gorgeous obviously oh yeah I'm glad they brought in ethnicity too because like it's really cool yeah. like how different all of these cultures are but yeah there is definitely like I was a little bit confused by some of the casting just for in terms of like staying true to that but I think like yeah honestly I don't mind it I'm, no. I'm actually excited about like like I think I had that with uh, Bridgerton too I like that they had like colorblind well I guess it was diversity it was very intentional and I love mm-hmm. that but um do you notice that like the girls weren't like they weren't like the Gwyneth Paltrow's and stuff like they were just normal girls Does yeah that make sense? like yeah I yeah know, which I like yeah that was realistic Tanner, something was like, else that I was thinking about the dudes, were, the dudes were kind of weird though too looking in Bridgerton mm-hmm Simon, yeah, it's just all Simon the side, tank, like, the heavy so, like her brothers. I was like, eh. it's the heavy sideburns. It's the Regency sideburns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anything with Darcy, I'm like, ooh, I like your personality. <laughs> yep, but ooh, man, shave those sideburns. But something else too that I was noticing with Shadow and Bone is that they made the Darkling look like older than I would have pictured him. Like he looks like he's in his 30s, which I guess is probably what he would look like. Yeah. Ew. That's gonna make it even grosser when they right? like. Right, that's exactly. So I'm like, now I'm gonna have to watch Alina like no. fall in love with him. Like basically, yeah. And he's gonna look so much older than her. I have, a, I have a weird thing about age, though. No, I totally agree with you on it. I don't know. I'm excited because I think I know that Lee Bardugo was basically like incredibly involved. I think. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. I know, like, I trust her with all of my soul that she's going to make it good. And like, my reaction was like, I was so excited to see the Shadow and Bone trailer. So like, if anybody's like, oh no, they're hating, I'm like. I'm just like reacting to like those are like the only yeah, things I can pick from no. it that were like whatever the way that no, they I'm waiting, power, I was like so excited. I know that they're gonna do it right, especially because it's in Lee's hands. Like, mm-hmm. how often do do authors get to be that involved in the production of a series and like to be able to bring both of her her series and like to bring the whole Grishaverse to life? Like, what? That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, that's gonna be a dream come true. Mm-hmm. I also love the way that they really did stuff with Bridgerton and the way that they're like gonna be having like a, like eight seasons and the like, way that yeah things like well because the first season was just received so well. Oh yeah, so I'm excited for that. I think it's cool to have like I've loved the way that um, they're now and there are so many things like this. Like I would die for a Harry Potter TV series. Oh, if they did Harry Potter on HBO, oh my god, or Amazon or Netflix. They need that because the thing is, is like, there is just so much that like, I just like the fact that in our world nowadays, like they used to have only two hours to tell a really deep story. And mm-hmm. now they have eight to 10 hours minimum to tell yeah. a story. And like, I just think that's really cool. Like the way that storytelling has like grown. Yeah. It's really, I think, challenged the world as like storytellers to like, like the, you know, the mm-hmm. like that was something that I was really interested in with script writing and like, um, 
creating, like, you know, creating and storytelling. Yeah. I just think it's really fascinating and it's a totally different world to write. You either have, um, what is it? Not fines. You have either have a 15 second TikToks that you have to write that are funny, or you have 12 hour Netflix series. And like, yeah. it's just very interesting the way that our world works. So how people do it differently. Yeah. Something with the Harry Potter is that like, it's going to be hard. I would like, I'm sure eventually there will be another I want series done for Harry Potter. I want the Marauders maps, like or Mortars. No, the Mortars. I want a Mortar series. I want to. Like, I, I, want I think to, a like, lot of people do, and actually, I think that there's a uh, independent person who's like trying to get something in the works. She's from TikTok, so she's trying to get something in the works to like create a show for them. So that would be really, really cool. I would be. So I definitely think Harry Potter would benefit from like an HBO or Netflix series. But I think any book series would like the movies were yeah. good. It's not like they were bad. It's well, just that so much you can't fit a a three hundred page book into a two hour movie. Let's be real. Like, it's, it's a seven hundred page book. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, the later ones especially. Yeah, in fact, like, and I, I think that they did everything they could, and all of the actors like really dedicated themselves. Like, I mean, the Harry Potter world is something that like I'll always be so grateful mm-hmm. for. But I think yeah. that like a series was just like, oh my gosh, why aren't they on that yet? Like that so would be amazing. Not. And Daniel Radcliffe would play the dad like precious he he had to play he has to play a character i don't know what james in the series is that what you're saying like if yeah they remade harry potter which is crazy i would be it would blow my mind if they redid harry potter in our lifetime it would be crazy that's i don't know if they would but you never know they're rebooting everything they're rebooting everything it's like the age of nostalgia right now yeah, it's been the age of nostalgia for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, okay, um, back to movies we hated was Percy Jackson. Talk about it. Ugh, disgusting. I know people like in the Percy Jackson world like pretend that the movie never even existed. What did you? Because think? it was so bad. They casted him. He's he starts off already as a sixteen year old character. Annabeth doesn't look like how she's supposed to look like. Like the reason that Annabeth Annabeth needed to be blonde was because like when he wrote these books like. It was still really popular to have the like dumb blonde stereotype. And so like all of Athena's kids, Athena is supposed to be, you know, she's the goddess of war and Mm -hmm. like kind of intelligence. And so like she's blonde with gray eyes. So all her kids are blonde with gray eyes. That's like how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so like Annabeth didn't have blonde hair, which kind of sucked. And then just, I don't know, they were all way too old. And then the storyline didn't follow what it, like, I think they were just too scared to do something too similar to Harry Potter because they were get called out for being too similar to Harry Potter. But I will say Rick Riordan is in, like, he's working with Disney Plus to re-release the Percy Jackson series as, like, a series on Disney Plus. So I I'm so excited. I, like, I, I think he's going like to make it age-appropriate, like, for who the characters are. I'm ready to fall in love again. I am. Mm-hmm. Girl, same. I I'm ready, which is, that's the only thing is like, okay, that's going to take a course over the next five years that we're going to yeah, really see. Yeah, it's going to be a while. But yeah, like I actually looked up Sarah J. Moss's books because I'm, I wasn't like looking like, what do these characters look like? Let me look at fan art. Oh my gosh, girl, fan art is not G-rated. Let's just say No, nope, I remember looking up Reese's uh, like Wikipedia page. Yeah. And I was like scrolling, you know what I'm talking about? Have you looked it up? No. <laughs> uh, they're like, in the second book, the painting that the not the painting, but Fair is always like, I I realized that I want to paint this scene when she like goes to comfort him from his nightmare. I was like scrolling and I was like, oh, scroll a little bit too thick. Oh like, no, I did see that tape. one then. Yep, I did. Was there like a dark cloud covering some of the things? <laughs> I, I like remember seeing the top half of it and I was like, scroll up, scroll up. Yeah. 
I can't wait to have an episode where we just like go into this but (laughs) okay so I feel like oh gosh where are we oh her books I would have a heart don't hate Mm -hmm. me guys I don't know how they're gonna I couldn't watch I couldn't watch it if it came out as like a show or a movie I don't know how they would do it I think they did it Mm -hmm. really well with Game of Thrones although I do have someone that said like basically like that they think that the author of Game of Thrones is going to change the ending because the reception of Game of Thrones was so not received. even I remember I like I've never this series and I remember how much everyone hated it yeah so I think that it actually is changing I mean so I think like but I like if people like loved Game of Thrones because I haven't seen it either and they like I think they could totally love Sarah J Mouse's world but I'm so scared of them ruining it and also these are like Faye and they're so creatively drawn and colored and so that, mm-hmm. that like I would have to like like the main character has like giant wings and I would and also the sex scenes I'm just sitting there like oh man this would be what kind of like how, I think it would have, it, the only way it could be done is if is is if oof, words it was on HBO yes HBO or I guess Netflix now yeah we're safe Netflix <laughs> we're safe Netflix is not afraid to use that MA that MA rating it's like no, MA what are you gonna not. see today <laughs> not even true crimes are like safe right now it's super funny they're like he used to watch pornography <laughs> it's like here's some pornography so you know for reference what pornography is and i'm just sitting Tanner will be like casually like eating popcorn and being like so who's gonna die in this one and also i'll be like no like <laughs> i know there's been like sorry this is i was just talking about how like good girl we are but like <coughs> me and jaylen will always sit down to start a new show and like for the first 30 minutes we have to be really invested because we're like okay this is going to tell us all we need to know about this series. So like, if we're safe here. The pilot is safe. always dirty. The first. Like, always. They always have like honestly, one scene to show that the character has like some form of like libido or like something like to show their powers. So because like, I've actually found that to be true because a lot of series we watched like the first episode is like way bad. And then after that, it like calms down. Even though that was Breaking Bad. Yeah. But yeah, it was oh, wild. We got Percy Jackson. Yeah, it was anti-hero. Um, oh. Percy Jackson. I I'm excited to see it going. Mm-hmm. I watched it as a kid, and I just didn't think anything of it. I didn't like. I didn't read the series yet. I went to the midnight over. premiere and could not have been more disappointed. I like <laughs> left that theater like so upset. My heart is breaking for you, Anna. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love I and I still love Percy Jackson, but like Percy Jackson is what. I used to reread it like just once every year, like the same with Harry Potter. I loved it. I'm so sorry. So sad. Oh. So sad for me. Sad for I have my hopes up though. I have yeah. my hopes up for Disney Plus. Yes. And then Twilight. We're going to end this yeah. with Twilight and Vampire Academy. We're going to end this with our vampire friends. Yep. What do you think? Vampire Academy, I think everyone hated. I haven't seen it. Yeah. You could read the books and I bet you would like them, but vampire academy it was too like um trying to be like like can you picture the narrator being like two girls one school both filled with drama who's gonna come out at the end like you know you know what i'm talking about that's kind of like how they do Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. Please make a TikTok like that, please. Like grab clips from the movie and then narrate that, please, please, please. That would be so funny. funny. That was so good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What will happen next? Tune in. Who will come out on top? Friday nights at 6 p.m. You're watching (laughs) Disney Channel.
that was all I wanted in my really? life. That was like a wish of mine. I hope they someday have a TikTok filter where you can go. Dun, 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 where they do. Have you like seen a guy was making a bunch of videos for a while of like the characters faux, like actually drawing what their wand was making <laughs> on the TV. And it was like the scribbles. I need to watch that. That sounds so funny. So funny. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. So here's my, here's the brief opinion. Twilight the, the first first off the soundtracks could slam i listened to their music they like, could the i have so much time. music from the soundtracks i literally listened to the new Boon soundtrack like yesterday i love i it's love good. the music it can bop um i feel like the series just needed to like n- just like turn the sats down on the blues like as a what i'm yeah. like the saturation of the blues just needs to calm down but yeah their preset was weird but um they did a really good job in the last movie in fact, they had like the craziest. Yeah, they did. Twist. I have mm-hmm. ever. I was like, "Wow, you really did your audience, dear." Like, not they dirty, did. but like, as an audience, I was like, "It was one of those things." You're like, "You had us in the first half," and it's because Stephanie Effing Meyer directed that one. Wow, and that's why she's like, "Okay, I'm taking myself back." Nope, no, nope, yeah. everybody out. I I gotta do this myself. Literally, yeah. Is it weird that I always think of whenever I think of the Twilight movies, I think of when Jacob was like, um, Bella, what's going on, Loka? <laughs> yes! <laughs> so funny. Because that scene is so like, ew, Jacob. Ooh. Or like when he takes up, like when she like crashes into the trees he's and like, like, oh no. And, he, and like, he's like, poses, he's like, what? like, he's like, <laughs> and like poses there. <laughs> so long and it's like clearly a wig. It's so funny. <laughs> I watch like people on TikTok right now have like like live like react like they act the movie out and it's so funny. <laughs> I think it's so funny. but the thing that like sucks is like I am sorry they didn't love us so we don't love them back. Robert Patterson and whatever her name is Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. They hated, they hated the movie. Horrible Bella and they hated. They hated. They weren't for it. And I just think mm-hmm. we need we needed actors that were just as excited about it as we were and like that actually exactly. cared and like also were a little bit more enthusiastic let's just say because mm-hmm. like Kristen had like those like they could have put a sack of flour on a chair and it would have had the same emotions except for and this weird is like an facial opinion, but that's just how she acts like she just acts with a very like I've three her, emotions like, somewhat like I've seen her in a couple of things where I've been like you're pretty good but I don't know I just think like I would love to I would love for them to redo them in mm-hmm. like a vampire diet. Same. Thing. The thing is, is like, I actually, I mean, but yeah, I was reading Midnight Sun and it's hard because I just picture Bella as Kristen Stewart and I just have to like reimagine a, a whole different Same. character. Mm-hmm. But. Well, thanks anyway. for joining, going on this journey with us. <laughs> now that we've hated on everything in pop culture That's and true. talked about what we're obsessed with, we are so excited. And um, we actually have a couple bonus episodes coming up this week. So we're recapping a quarter mm-hmm. of thorns and roses like that whole series and then we've also got a ton of guest interviews with authors and stuff so like you guys are really lucky the month of march and april you're getting some bonus it's gonna be great episodes. so mm-hmm. yeah keep if you could leave us a review on um itunes or like just i don't know wherever the apple podcast or spot or like google podcast just anywhere yeah. it would just mean a lot to us it helps us so much with just like getting the word out there if you want to share it in your stories or just like share it with a mm-hmm. friend um, we would just love to like have you guys on our lives forever. Yes. Love you. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys Thank later. Thank you. Bye. See you next time.